Tanya. How are you this afternoon? Good. Good. Very good. Post-Easter, uh, I wouldn't call it remorse or regret. You enjoyed every I morsel? Enjoyed, I enjoyed every morsel, but I am, I've been reborn on this Amen. day. Amen. And <laughs> I am feeling healthy and excited about the next 30 days. Good. Yes. I am too. I'm not quite out of chocolate, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to, uh, with my, my work schedule, I, people present me food and I gobble it down. And anyway, recap. Wait. Shall we? Wait. What? Wait for it. Wait, Wait for, for it. it. Welcome to the mini-series podcast. Yes, of course. That's where, you've, that's where you are. Hopefully you knew that when you pressed play. Yes, because you're a subscriber and you go to the website and you right. come to the Facebook page. But officially, we're welcoming you to the miniseries podcast. And today we're discussing episode four of Roots, the original 1977 version. Yes. Um, and yeah, a recap. I'll do a recap. Go and for it. You guys, Kizzy is sold away. This now becomes Kizzy's story, mm-hmm. her new life. Her new place, some new people come into her life through birth and through relationships on the new plantation. And we see her personality change by necessity, kind of maybe some of hints of Fanta's survival. So that's essentially what episode four reflects. Kizzy's new life in a new place with some new people. Yeah, we see, yeah, we see Kizzy... We open with uh, Kizzy, it's 1806, and Kizzy's, um, if you do the math, is 16 years old, yes. and she's out with a horse, and it's very idyllic, mm-hmm. and it seems, and, and Toby, Kunta Kinte, uh, approaches her, and they have a conversation, and it's made clear that he's taught her so much about her heritage, um, even the language, yes. and has to clarify at one point that Africa is a place, and Mandinka is the talk. I'm doing that in quotes, but the, the language yes. that they, he spoke in Africa. And you get an overall sense that Belle and Toby have given her the very best possible life that you, one could have in the circumstances Giving they her live. Her, given her context, they have instilled that pride in who she is, because she, on some level, recognizes that they are not free. And what happens with teenagers mm-hmm. is maybe they start to experience birds and bees issues in the form of one young man named Noah mm-hmm. there on the plantation. Yes. And his this actor, you well, may not remember it, but you remember a show called Welcome Back, Cotter from I do. the 70s? Oh, yeah, John Travolta was yes. the star. Yes. Uh, Gabe Kaplan mm-hmm. actually was the lead actor. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs is mm-hmm. the actor who plays Noah mm-hmm. in this episode. And they are, he seems to have a little bit of the spirit that her father, Kunta Kinte, has in yes. terms of... Uh, commanding respect and seeking, always having a desire, even though he's never known it, as mm-hmm. Kunta Kinte did, right. for his freedom. Right. Yeah, he's 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 planning to run. He's also interested in marrying Kizzy, and she's interested in marrying him. And if I had one complaint... Yes. 
Um, it would be, and I don't know how they tell a full story doing what I'm going to complain about, but it it's so idyllic. They, they make it so shiny that you kind of think they're just poor people that work on a farm. You yes. forget the slavery aspect. And there may be With the two, music and everything. Well, yeah. and she, there's a lot of her wandering through fields with the horse and the boy and stealing kisses. And, and Belle and Toby and Kizzy live in a very nice setup. Yes. Considering everything. And I, I got to, like, say that's... That bothers me because I feel like it takes away from the. It's still a tragic. It's still a tragedy. It's still a travesty. These are still people in bondage. But just because we're not seeing the chains, like the we whipping, were, yeah, and the dogs the, chasing them, and and that I don't know. There's some part of me that like feels like it was kind of. Um, a disservice on the producers' part. Sorry, mm-hmm. whoever the producers of the original Roots were, but. They, like they took the edge off a little, and and even though people may have settled into their lives as slaves and made do and endured, and created families, created families, um, that and and I guess I shouldn't be too critical because I mean obviously we see the scene where Kizzy is sold away, and that's really yeah. really terrible. Quick and, reality check. And we also I'm now remembering the scene. Um, we get to it in a little bit where we find out Kizzy can read and what, how her mother reacts. So they do keep, I mean, it's not that they've dismissed that stuff entirely. It's part of the story. But there is just something about the shininess of this yes. that, for lack of a better word, that kind Makes of... Makes it more like Little House on the Prairie with like brown say, people versus the institution that it was. I, right, I can understand right. like they, that. She was a slave. She didn't have time to wander around from the accounts I've read of slavery. There wasn't like, I'm on my break. Like you got maybe an hour on out. Sunday and you, you were allowed to like have a meal with your family. Or, or go to a service. Or go to a service. But you were still working and you were still up early and you were still, like there was not, there weren't days off to like do Go that. for a hike or go for a wander th- through the pasture with your favorite horse. Right. That's my understanding of the institution too. Yeah. Please Facebook us. If you know differently. If you know differently, but in all of the... 50 even, years I've I mean, been reading about this, they it were on, has not come up. Yeah, I mean, I think they, that they were well-appreciated slaves in Dr. Reynolds' household, and Bell probably had a certain status as well as Toby as his driver. So they may have had certain privileges yes. that other people, other slaves, other people on the, the plantation didn't have, but I still just, it just, um. But, yes, she's fallen in love with Noah and he with her. And this is where, oh, doctor, the next scene is Dr. Reynolds on the porch with the overseer talking yeah. about. Mr. Odell is this overseer. Mr. Odell, good. John Shuck, another character actor that you would see in absolutely everything in, in like the from, 70s. Yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh, totally. And he always played a bad guy. Yes. He has that Or look just kind of a goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like maybe if he was on Love Boat, he'd be like yes. a lovable thug of some kind. Exactly. Like, I was in the mafia and I got away. And I'm gonna take and now I'm on the Love Boat and I'm going to fall in love. Right, right. Yes. But um, he, they talk about needing a cotton gin. Yes, and I have some information about the cotton gin. Tell me. Because in all of my years of hearing about the institution of slavery as the 
descendant of slaves. This was a new idea that came into my consciousness a few years ago, so I'm going to assume that it's new to other people's consciousness in terms of making the connection. Okay. The idea that the institution of slavery, African slaves getting Mm -hmm. imported and bought and sold in the United States was almost over until a little innovation by Eli Whitney, and I learned about this in sixth grade. Of course, in sixth grade, they never kind of made that connection for us either. Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin. It says right here, Eli Whitney's gin revolutionized the cotton industry in the United States. Mm. It led to the growth of slavery in the American South as the demand for cotton workers rapidly increased. So here's an innovation that makes it more profitable and you need laborers and this machine makes your laborers that much more efficient and they make a reference to the cotton gin in this scene and then later on the episode we hear about that too so not so fast don't let this institution die out because guess what there's more money to be made money 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 yeah i understand and once again correct me if i am uh misspeaking that the now-defunct Lehman Brothers Investment Bank was, in fact, founded. They were right around a cotton exchange down in Alabama. Oh, I didn't know and, that. Yes, and that is just how big it grew. Wow. <laughs> For a time, till something else happened. Yeah, something else. But, um, hmm. Well, uh, that's interesting. I don't think I... I think I knew that it kind of was tied to the slave industry, but I didn't realize that... The, the industry itself, the slave selling or importing, that business was waning until then. Yes. I thought it just was, uh, yeah. So thanks for the enlightenment. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, Dr. Reynolds does mention on that porch that he has a covenant with his slaves. And I don't know how you have a covenant with people that aren't equally. Who couldn't negotiate any part of it. <laughs> right. But good for him. Like, he thinks he does. Those, those terms don't work for me, Dr. Reynolds. Can I just like opt out and go Can you get give on me a copy of that? Oh, wait a minute. I can't read or I'm not supposed to let you know. Oh, oh exactly. <laughs> um, but he has a covenant with them that, uh, that they can live life on one plantation. They can live out their whole life long, and he will take care of them from cradle to grave if they obey his laws. And Odell, you see him kind of, I'm going to pin that for later, because maybe yes. if I can catch someone I don't like not obeying the law of Dr. Reynolds, I can get rid of some people that I may not right. really like Because so I have my own dynamic, my own power dynamic. Exactly, because he, he does not like Noah. You get the feeling right. that he sees Noah as just nothing but trouble, which he's right because Noah's trying to escape. Yeah, doesn't he call him Prophet on the Hoof? Why did I write that down Ooh. if he is not called Prophet on the Hoof? Again, in exchange for this potentially buying a Whitney Cotton gin. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I don't know. I'm, I can't challenge or support that statement, but it, you take you take better notes than, you get details. I don't know why you think you don't. You're a detailed woman. Why, thank you. They're copious. I can't always connect them. <laughs> I can't even read my notes. But it's written down there. <laughs> um, okay, then Kunta and Belle in the kitchen. They love each other. This Aww. family This family loves each other. I mean, you can just tell that this relationship, I mean, it was just, it was a good match. It was a good match. Yeah. And Kizzy comes back, and she's very excited because Missy Ann, all I kept thinking about Missy Ann was, do you remember that episode of 
Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Yes. It's like, if I hear Missy Ann one, one more, more time. time. Well, yes. Missy Ann. Nose, yes. Missy Ann is, and this was common because I told you in one of my, I have a slave narrative from my mm-hmm. family on my maternal great grandparent side right like you were born and, a gift, and you, you would gifted. be gifted with a slave right so and in this case she was very close and i'm sure as to the degree that it could be it was a sincere friendship she grew up with miss missy ann right in the house right and some stuff happened in mm-hmm. the house which was not it's kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. in those days now there was um, there was something that I didn't I don't know if I wrote it down correctly maybe you got these notes but there's a point a bunch of things happen in this kitchen scene one um, Kizzy says calls some something to Bob a to Bob I wrote that down as a white person okay and then Belle says no African talk here so it must be some phrase that is adapted from from it, it's I my guess mm. is that a word similar sounding to two bob right. is what would have been said in Mandinka about and to describe a European yeah. that got adapted yes right so we should do some research on it. I'm, I'm gonna write I that down put that down because I want to know two bob two bob um and so then Bell. Kizzy spells out her name yes, on the in floor. in the soot or next to the fireplace. Right. And gets a backhand mm-hmm. across the face from her mother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boy. And it turns out that Kizzy learned this from Missy Ann. So it's going to be their secret because it's all about keeping secrets between friends. Right. And making air quotes. Yeah. Into can the you, microphone. Can you, can you hear those air quotes? A little louder. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so Belle is one, apparently, you know, it's it's a rule. You're not supposed to be literate, and so let's not break the rules. And two, like the danger of anyone discovering. Finding out, being sold is, there's a, a kind of a foreshadowing, folks, hey, to mm-hmm. be a spoiler alert, that being sold is being worse than being beaten. Like, she's like, oh, my God, my mother just backhand slapped me. Right. Hey, there's such a thing as being worse than being beaten by me or by the overseer or by anybody else, and that's being sold away. Right, and if right. somebody finds out that you know that, that's cause, cause for, for action. Yep. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely not in the covenant Dr. Reynolds holds with his slaves. Um, and and Belle and Kunta try to explain, they're pretty explicit, that Kizzy, you got to understand, when you're kids, it's okay. Like, she might have been your friend when you were kids, but it's different now. You're grown up. She's grown up. The mm-hmm. rules are different now. The rules kind of shift right around puberty mm-hmm. for probably reasons that are obvious to yeah. everybody about yeah. who you are in the society versus who the slaveholders' children are. Yeah, but Kissy, so, in, she's insistent that they're still friends. and Yeah, still and good very, for her. Maybe she's got that positive mindset that we were talking about before we turned the microphone yeah. on. She's got and, the innocence. Yes. And, the, and she's surrounded by security and love. And nobody clearly has betrayed her in that kind of way before. So good for Kizzy to have that, at least 16 years of that. Mm-hmm. So next we see everyone, everybody's waiting for Missy Ann. Mm-hmm. And there's some gossip about <laughs> Missy Ann. 
Spiritage. Not, mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Come right. on. Right, that she's really the doctor's daughter, not his niece. Yes. And I don't know why we're all pretending that she's not, but we will. Okay. And then we see Dr. Reynolds and Odell, the overseer on the porch, and um, Dr. Reynolds lets us know that he hasn't seen the sister-in-law for a while, that um, that their their paths just don't cross as much as they used to. And then I wrote, here's what I have in my notes. What? I want to <laughs> hear it. awful. Uh, it's a good thing we don't have any censoring on this. Um, I wrote... Yeah, we have free speech. Missy fucking Ann arrives. <laughs> I can't stand her. Again, another even... person who was a super double nice. Sandy Duncan. Sandy Duncan, America's sweetheart. Peter Pan. <laughs> she I... had another TV show, I think it was on CBS. Everybody loved this woman, and God, we, I hated her guts hated her. in know. this episode. You know, they did. I think they just intentionally cast I every lovable Mm-hmm. Just to remind you, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that was, maybe the casting and the bucolic setting, maybe there was a message in that to say, counter-revolutionary. Sure. Uh, counter it's revolutionary that we're making this film, this series, and so the counter-revolutionary attempt is, well, if we're going to tell this story, we can't tell it all the way. Like, we got to have nice people play these evil characters. Right. So you feel or to some... remind you that in this day and, time, day and time, these were nice people. These were nice Christian. Yeah, he, right. he had a covenant. Right. Again, a one-sided covenant. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there was just a message. Yes. So, so Sandy Duncan slash Missy Ann MFA, Missy fucking Ann, <laughs> arrives, hugs Mammy Bell, and asks... Almost immediately, where's Kizzy? So she's still loyal to her 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 friend. Yes. Um, and then um, Kunta and Noah talking. Um, Noah wants to know. Wow. He he asks him about his how he got his crippled foot and or I know about your how you got your crippled foot or there's stories about how you got your crippled foot and I want some escaping info. Yes. Oh my goodness. And you know, no, no good's going to come from escape. From the conversation or escape. I know. And then there's lots of cutting back to Missy Ann and Kizzy. In the bedroom. Here's all my stuff. Look how look how great it is. And she's tell, talking about, here we go with the secrets. Mm-hmm. I have a secret. I have a secret and you can't tell anybody. I'm going to she- marry my third cousin and have inbred <laughs> babies with them. They're all going to be stupid. We're going to name them Ashley. Sorry. <laughs> No, this guy is royalty, speaking of inbred. Yeah. European royalty. And you know what I wrote down next to this is that the yeah, He's I, a baron. Yes. So he says. This, <laughs> yeah, is before the, this is before the internet or the mobile phone. was like, hey, this guy says he's a baron. Do you know him? Siri? No, exactly. He's like, he works down at Target. I don't know what he's talking about. He's not a baron. Well, and it's I just before. love- before. You could double check. I also love the, like, you know, keeping up with the Joneses aspect that exists through the ages. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how nice your plantation is. You're still not royalty, British-style royalty. Yes. And you never will be. Right. Even if you marry in, they're always going to remind you. Because oh, we watched yeah. Downton Abbey. I mean, yeah, know. even if you marry in and bring all the money, mm-hmm. which they need, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to be. I wrote some notes about, hey, you know, Kizzy had a proud lineage, too. Yes. Back on another continent, mm-hmm. which, and she mentions that 
she had a relationship to the chief. Yes. Missy, and of course, quickly dismisses that. Because, you know, it's not the same. This is real royalty, and that was, you know, well, and Missy, not real Missy royalty. Missy doesn't even just dismiss it. She's a little insulted that Kizzy mm-hmm. would even compare her whatever to her situation. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I wrote Kizzy wrote, my family, or that Kizzy said something along the lines of, my family was hot shit, too. Right, my actual family, not somebody mm-hmm. I'm dating. No, my, yeah, exactly, my real family, my my ancestral roots. Um, now, I did write somewhere that, that this Baron is Missy Ann's fourth cousin, and that he's kissed her more than one time. <gasps> Fast, Missy Fast, Ann. Fast, Missy Ann. <laughs> well, but Kizzy kissed Noah. But they're oh, betrothed. Right. Yes. As betrothed as... As you can be in that be. legal context. So she's... I, I think it's fine for Kizzy. Unless we're just mad at Missy Ann. That's right. Um, and now Kunta and Noah are with the horse. And uh, I have... I wanted to be free again. You don't know freedom. There is no... Tri- oh, there literally was... They literally said there is no try. There is only do. And of yes. course I thought... Where is Yoda when you need him? Yes. Why couldn't he have made a cameo? Couldn't have there been just maybe one? Maybe in the one that's coming out in May, Memorial oh, Day. Maybe they'll like do some like get J.J. Abrams and like do a little like combo directorial. Yes. You never know. There it's is, a creative field. But Noah Noah's got a knife and he knows about mm-hmm. these things called these abolitionists. People called abolitionists. And Quakers. And then, oh by the way. I'm going to take Kizzy with me. Oh. Uh, why did he say that? <laughs> why? Oh, boy. It's There's a good. part of me that admires the fact that even though he knows, just his inner strength and the inner voice knows he's not supposed to be in this situation and he's willing to risk everything to change it. I like that. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't lead anywhere. Well, we all know. This is useful not... at this juncture. But but then again, I mean, yes, I do. Noah is a character I respect because he's he's a risk taker and he does know that there's better. And even if he doesn't have super concrete proof, he believes something somewhere inside himself mm-hmm. believes that there's something better and it's worth it's worth risking everything, like you said, to try to yes. try. Okay. So I do I do respect him and. It makes sense that Kizzy would want to marry a man like that. Yeah, just like Dad. Just like Dad. Uh, Overseer comes in and kicks Noah out. He's not supposed to be in the barn. The rules. He's breaking the rules, which, again, I'm feeling like he's finding a technicality to... He has the copy of the rules. Yeah. That's a phenomenon that still kind of exists. Yes. Around yes. the world. You broke the rules. Um, what? what? Where I, are... <laughs> who's, who, where did I sign these rules? These rule, well, these rules, by being born here... Ignorance yeah, is no, no excuse. Yeah. Um, Missy Ann and Kizzy again. Do- oh! Doctor. Mm, they're reading. And Missy Ann has her Bible. Mm-hmm. Again, a Bible reading, and they are busted. Mm, busted. Totally Missy Ann's Stone's fault, though. Old busted. It's totally Missy Ann's fault. And, oh, go ahead. It's okay. And Kizzy tries to do her best. She tries to obey. Like, no. And what is she supposed to do when, I mean, she's, there's the master, but there's also the master's niece slash daughter. Like, you can't just say no. She doesn't have that right. And Missy Ann keeps saying how she's going to protect her. And Kizzy takes the heat for this. Oh, it was just a trick. Ha, ha, ha. I don't really know. And Missy Ann's like, yes. oh, look, isn't that funny? Ha, ha, ha. Slave reading, ha ha ha! Like we all know, that's not that couldn't be possible. But 
now he's got his eye on Kizzy, and he knows that she's maybe a troublemaker that likes to read the Bible. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't even matter that she's reading the Bible mm-hmm. or tricking them to thinking that she's reading yeah. the Bible. So, Missy um, Ann, grr. Grr. Dr. Reynolds is on the porch again. He's got a guest, Mr. Tom Moore, another mm-hmm. slaveholder. Mm-hmm. In this brief conversation on the porch, Chuck Connors, the actor playing Tom Moore, he mentions a slave revolt. And there was a movie, Sing-Q. Here he is, Joseph Sing-Q. You can't see the piece of paper. I'm holding it up to the microphone. But if you saw it, you'd think it was Cinque. Yes. Anyway, this was a West African man of the Mende people who led a revolt of fellow slaves on a Spanish slave ship called La Amistad. And there was a Hollywood feature drama a few years ago starring Diamond Hunsu Mm -hmm. in this. And he actually won his freedom in a ride back to Sierra Leone, where he lived out his days. So just in that short time, we get another reference, like the one to the cotton gin, Mm -hmm. another reference to set this in a historic place and time that people are getting a little bit nervous. Wait a minute, all of a sudden, they on these shores, this person had rights that were enforced? What the heck is this world coming to? And And then there's important information that prices are rising, the price of slaves are rising and um but that now there are patrols on the road Mm -hmm. to to be even more vigilant there was some more policy Mm -hmm. change there were some policy changes that took place to to make it a little bit lucrative to find slaves Mm -hmm. or even free black people and return them to the market or the marketplace or to their owners. The Fugitive Slave Act, which I'd heard about, especially when that movie 12 Years a Slave came out a few years ago. The Fugitive Slave Law or Fugitive Slave Act passed in 1850. It was actually a re-up of a law that got passed in the late 1700s. But uh, this is where we get to give a shout out to Roxy for foreshadowing (laughs) My Roxy? Your Roxy. My Black Lab? Yes, your Black Lab, who barked and barked and barked because they did, just as we saw when Kutikinte was recaptured, and maybe a couple of other times, use track human beings Mm -hmm. with dogs. dogs. Not Black Labs, but with bloodhounds. No. Roxy could track a pizza. Yes. (laughs) She could track a, a box of cookies. Good. I don't know if she'd be very good at tracking She's a good girl. Um, now we've got Kizzy and Missy Ann traveling. Uh, my note says Kizzy and Missy travel with Kunta to deliver Missy's new filly. Yes. And, uh, oh, yes. No, no, they're still in the house and they're talking because, yeah, Missy Ann's been gifted with a, a filly. Woo! And she's going to take it back home with her. And maybe if everything goes well... Dr. Reynolds will let Kizzy go with her father to take the filly back to Missy Ann and get a permanent gift, potentially, mm-hmm. like with her marriage. Right, exactly. Which like part of the narrative that I also had yes. is that my ancestor went with his smatching sl- uh, free person into her marriage so he, and ended up being a regardless of the slave property family that he right. had 
in yes been born out of and which is exactly missy like she's just yes. so excited like wouldn't just you... like she's taking her hats and her mm-hmm. suitcase and her quilt then i'll take she this would horse take and this girl too yes this young woman and um so kizzy then walks out to the porch uh, and she comes across Tom Moore and Dr. Reynolds and the overseer in a pretty graphic description Ugh. or discussion of what they are doing to these fugitive slaves that are found. Yes. Skinning them alive. Mm, setting them on fire. Setting them on fire. Generalized terroristic threats and actions mm-hmm. for control and to control the ones that are watching them being skinned alive yes. and whipped and set on fire. And that creepy Tom Moore leers and kind of all but, like, licks the drool, like, falling off his lips as he stares at Kizzy. He's just, like, happens to be walking by. Looking like... Another comely wench. Yes, another comely wench. And then we cut to Noah and Kizzy, and he's going. He's got his little bundle Mm -hmm. ready to go, and he's going to come back for her, he says. Yes, that's the promise. And then... Kunta and Kizzy are on the road taking the filly to delivering them to Mr. Reynolds' plantation. Mr. Reynolds. And they pass some activity on the road. And it it's very interesting. So they're stopped by these patrollers and they've got they've got some some men on the side of the road that they've already confiscated, for lack of a better word. And they demand to see papers from Kunta and, and Kizzy, and they hand him over, and you can tell. Homeboy can't even read. The one guy can't even read, and the next one can barely read. They just, I think they just, they are just pretending they know what they're doing, and I keep thinking, don't read it to him, Kizzy. Like, don't read it to well, him. Yeah, whatever like, you do, don't oh, read it. It says, um, under Oops. the Federation of the Great State of North Carolina, I am, no, you don't want even, don't even. Yeah. So they're, <clears throat> so they're bounty hunters. But not even licensed, which I think most states would do. They, they're yeah. just out because of this law, which I didn't really read it. It was, um, like all policy, <laughs> a compromise between the slaveholding interest and the northern free states, where they got, if they got there, if they got to free soil, they would be free. Right. So this is where the part where we don't leave the, the northern states' hands aren't always clean, mm-hmm. folks. Right. One of the most controversial elements of the 1850 Compromise were heightened northern fears of a slave power conspiracy. Like, they're all going to all run up there and, and take, take over. over. Right. It required that all escaped slaves were, upon capture, to be returned to their masters, and that officials and citizens of free states had to cooperate. So here we go. The abolitionists oh, are all of a sudden... So extradition. Right. Back to... The abolitionists nicknamed it the Bloodhound Law for the dogs that were used to track down runaway slaves. So one of the men in the group all chained together says, hey, wait a minute, I'm a free person mm-hmm. here. Right, right, and here's my name, and here, ask so-and-so, and he's probably, you know, there's some white person that can vouch for this. Yes. But no, and he they, just gets smacked down. And, yeah, and they just have to keep on riding with delivering the filly to the next plantation oh, it's owner. And they have a conversation in the wagon. I can't remember if it's before or after they, they pass the patrollers. But Kizzy asks, she wants, where are we? She, she hasn't been off the plantation before. And she says something. Oh, Kunta does that great description of to the east is this, to the west is that, to the mm-hmm. south it's even worse for people like us. And Kizzy says, sounds like the north is the place to be. And he does not 
Um, he's like, no, you just Kizzy, stay put. Yes, but, Kizzy means stay put. Yeah, don't. That's why I named you that? Don't don't get that idea in your head. And then Kizzy and Missy Ann, um, and Missy Ann is just so excited because you'll be mine forever. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the part where she says it's the natural way of yes, things. Yes, it's the natural order. And the abolitionists are evil, evil people. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be my slave? These are quotes. Ugh. I'm not just making this shit <laughs> Sandy up. Sandy Duncan. Sandy, what are you thinking? You were, we liked you better when you were Peter Pan. We certainly did. Or on your half-hour series, which I believe aired on CBS. Or just in your Nabisco commercials. Or on the longboat. Right. Nabisco, oh yeah, I forgot. And she would eat her little Triscuit I with remember. the cheese on it. That's before Sandy. they had all the different kinds of Triscuits, too. It was just... the OG Triscuits. Yeah, just oh, the one. God. You didn't need, like, garlic and herb. And triangular and all sea of that. salt. And multigrain. You're no, right. You just ate it, and you were you were thankful for your Triscuits. <laughs> and you were glad! <laughs> Kids today, and they're all the Triscuits they demand. Why won't they ever appreciate what we give them? I know. This generation... And here's an unappreciative one. Noah, he's back. Oh, he's back. And mm. and how did he, he had, he was gone for a while because he had a what? A traveling pass forged by, by Kizzy, Kizzy, who's uh, not supposed to know how to read, oh, let alone write. Both, and doing it for illegal, breaking covenant purposes. And federal law. <sighs> and it was... I did like, there was a scene where Kunta explained to Kizzy that if, if Noah could be gone for a certain period of time, he most likely was going to stay escaped and safe, or at least away. That was what they wanted to they, That's what they told think. themselves, yeah. Because they were just right in Virginia, so it wasn't like trying to get the heck up out of Mississippi or Louisiana, yeah. that, which was farther yeah. to get to yeah. a free state. They just had to, yeah. <sighs> So they kind of were they, were, they had shared some glances of glee when they realized how long he'd been gone. and mm-hmm. um, Always living in hope. But, um, yes, Noah's back. Paperwork he, was forged, and so he's toast. Isn't he going to get sold? My guess is he's sold off. Yeah, but first, immediately. It, first into the barn for his whipping. Yes, which we get to hear. I turn the sound down. And Kizzy cries, of course. This is her beloved... And Toby, Bell, and Kizzy are in the kitchen, just uh, that I'm brutal sure. waiting, the anticipation, and they um, they want to see uh, Toby and, and Bell, not Kizzy. And he gives them the news that she's forged his traveling papers, and they're both being sold. And Bell begs in a way no woman should ever. No, because have she's to. been through this before, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. And this is her fear that it would happen again. And, there, and it's happening again. And it happens again. And one of the, the cruelest statements that Dr. Reynolds makes in an effort to be paternalistic and... Keeper of the covenant. Keeper of the covenant is he tells them, he reminds them, we're a family. And we have rules to keep us living in peace as a family. But, he, but yeah. then he breaks up a family, he two break, families. Yes. Shouldn't he just punish and keep the family intact and let, let's let's learn from this lesson and move and on. Move a little talk therapy for everyone. Yes. 
maybe was Freud born yet? <laughs> I don't I think, think he's eighteen so. sixties, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, he maybe he was born, but he certainly wasn't doing practicing. He wasn't practicing. Yet. No, because he would have been like in, diapers, in the United maybe. States. All right, but yeah. oh gosh. So she is sold to Tom Moore. Of all people. And she's dragged up into this wagon, and I, again, I wrote, not this time I didn't write Missy fucking Anne. This time I wrote, <laughs> fucking Missy Anne. I wrote Staring Missy, from the window. Missy, I wrote Missy all about me. No, Missy all about me. Mm, I just, uh, now I don't get to have my very own personalized and trained. No, I think she same. had the nerve oh, to what? be, to feel betrayed. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe okay. we're kind of on the same page. I thought you were she just She wasn't saying... like, oh, I'm sad because this is someone I've known since childhood. No. She had the attitude of this is the natural order of things. And fooey, I had this whole thing worked out. I was going to marry my fourth cousin, the Baron. I was going to get to have Kizzy as mm-hmm. my and personal my, sycophant. And my new filly. And my new filly. And huh. Yeah. And just the, the nerve to be like, like Kizzy did something to her as opposed to... It, it, this didn't All happen the tragedy to you. that it yeah. meant for Kizzy personally, mm-hmm. losing to Noah and... to Belle to Kunta Kente. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> this is a three-peat for Belle. The only the only positive about this whole uh, turn of events in the story is we don't have to see Missy Ann anymore after Amen. this. Um, the money that they get for Kizzy. That mm-hmm. Tom Moore pays to Mr. to Dr. Reynolds mm-hmm. will be used for a cotton gin. A cotton gin. Bum, bum, bum. So a human being is personal property. Mm-hmm. And people sell their personal property all the time to get mm-hmm. cash to purchase other personal property. In this case, another piece of business equipment, which is what Kizzy was. Mm-hmm. So for the cotton gin and the inevitable uh, bonus... Can't do it to a cotton gin. I'm sure some people have tried the rape of Kizzy mm-hmm. by her new owner. Mm-hmm. I want to go, I want to just skip back to something again because I do think Mr. Odell had it in all along to find a way to get the cotton gin? To get the cotton gin and, and, and screw it to, to Noah. And there's a scene where he and Dr. Reynolds are talking and Odell reports that Noah's been gone a while, or he has, he's MIA. And Dr. Reynolds is kind of magnanimous. It's like, oh, he's, he's a young guy. He's probably just off screwing around somewhere. He'll be back. Kind of like, yeah. oh, he's just stuck. Kids, kids, kids. Should, that's how they act. And then finally Odell convinces him, like, this is not like any, he's, he's trouble. And so Dr. Reynolds tells him, do what you have to do to bring him back. Oh, finds him not only does he get rid of noah he gets the cotton gin i mean it's yes. like all of odell's plans stuff, it all he was must have been secreting in his room like i will i have found noah is, is i have like a power gin. is it like a petty power thing where he's n- never going to be the owner no. but because he's the overseer he f- and he, and apparently from what i know about that job it was never like a highborn person wouldn't be an overseer. Right, because we found an indentured servant was yes. one. So maybe that's just another manifestation of that yeah. sort of, I have this kind of power, and at the end of the day, I will always be better than that beast of yes. burden. Yeah, I'm sure. So th- they basically rip 
Belle and Kunta Kinte's heart out. Um, and Kunta Kinte dip, goes down and does another Mandinka cultural thing mm-hmm. to scoop up the dust, or the footprint dust, to keep so that they will come back. Is that one of the yeah, things? Yeah, that's what I wrote down. That yeah, the the dirt from someone's footprint, uh, hold on to it, and they'll come back. And Belle says. Well, you know what? Give she, it a rest. Yeah. Because I've been here before. Yeah. I've been here and I've done this and she's Ugh. never coming back. So she's on Tom Moore's cheap ass farm. Yes. It's no plantation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's Kizzy Moore now, not Kizzy Reynolds. I'm making a face. And I've all I've got is shovel and rapes her. Ugh. She defends herself, but... Gross. There's not much she can do. And then I didn't catch the name of the woman in the next scene other than I wrote Eyes down Manazi. That sounds that Manazi sounds... Manazi, played by Roxy Roker. Roxy Roker from the Jeffersons. Yes. And also Lenny Kravitz's mom in real life. She's got good DNA. Yes, she, she does. She's her very beautiful son. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the cook. And she had her stint with uh, Master Tom, who... She did her time. She did her time. And she assures her, once you have a baby, he'll leave you alone. (sighs) And and Kizzy, I love, I love this, that she says, when I have a baby, it's going to be a boy. And Master Tom will get what he deserves. Planning the future, the revenge through her future son. Yes. So, fingers crossed that she has a boy. Mm-hmm. That's the kind they mainly liked in general, don't mm-hmm. you think? Cut to... 1824? Mm-hmm. Yes. 18 years later. Sam Bennett. Who, how would you describe this job if you had to just put it in your IRS? Mm-hmm. If you had to fill out your... Sam Bennett? Sam Bennett. What is his job? Is he a planter, but he's also kind of a city guy Speculator, like a Vegas developer. Oh, are you about George Hamilton's character? Yes, that's his. That's no, what I put. Oh, I thought Sam was his driver. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Richard Roundtree. Right. I so, apologize, George. But Rich- Mr. Bennett, whatever George Hamilton's yes. name. I yes, you're right. Sam but, Bennett is a game. He is w- the driver for this person yeah. whose job title I'm trying to set into a 21st century yeah, context. He's like like a speculator maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's um, a talent scout of sorts. <laughs> An entertainer with yeah because you he wants to the talent that causes the chickens to fight uh-huh. but also he deals in the chickens themselves. Right. Right and he kind of goes among plantations seeking other chicken like fighting low, dealers like a super low level kind of crude promoter promoter ringling brothers barnum and bailey kind of like circus maybe a boxing promoter vaudevillian something like, that. like oh, i'm yes. gonna take this show on the road and all i need are a few cocks and a few men to make them fight with each other yes and then people bet it's on that, and I make yeah. my money off like of that. Like a boxing, like... Who's, off the show and off the gambling. Right, like a boxing uh, promoter. Okay, boxing, like that's okay, it. Yeah, I don't know. Promoter, let's say that. Promoter. I, I like that. Entertainer is what but you write dress, on your IRS return. They dress well, and they have fancy yes, they manners, do. and they're super charming. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're a lot more lighthearted than the rest of the people we've met in terms of the... For uh, the few episodes, especially the Chuck Cotter character, and so... Yeah. They, they seem more entertaining, and they're dressed better. 
Yeah, and they you almost feel like they're... Yeah, like, if you had to be with anyone, you'd want to be with them until later you find out, no. Right, maybe it's not all, so much. It's all Everything much is probably, relative. Yes. But we meet George Moore, the son yes. of Kizzy Moore yes. now, yes. played by Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen, and he's very Ben Vereen. There, I mean, he... The hand Jerry gestures. Oh. Did wasn't he in Pip the original production I of think, Pippin? I, I think so, but I yeah, and there maybe it's Pippin. I was thinking of it something else, but it's not all that jazz. But no, it's not. But it's very out of kind of it, out of that school. But he's got yeah that like um is it Valentine who who has those moves those Fossey like, Fossey 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 Jazz hands. <laughs> Um, oh, if only you could hear jazz hands. We just did beautiful, like a beautiful set of jazz hands. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so uh, Kizzy and her son, George, who she calls Georgie, which I'm sure he hates at age 18. Yes. He's more man than boy. He, he, he's mouthy with his mother. He's Ooh. a new generation. And he. Kids today. Kids today. And he accuses her. He's like, you're a slave down to your bones. And he's mouthing off, and he's just a different generation. And and cockfighting is he's got he's got a talent, or he's at least learned the skills. Yeah, something that means something to Massa. Mm-hmm. He's also has the opportunity, kind of like his grandfather did, with mm-hmm. Louis Gossett mm-hmm. Jr. Why can't I think Fiddler. Uh, fi- with Fiddler? He's got Mingo. Played by the actor Scatman Crothers, yes. who's his sort of trainer. Like, look, Mentor. this is a thing. Like if you know and how you to do this, you can be really good at this. There might be an extra piece of sugar loaf in it for you, and it opens up some opportunities for right. you. So, right. and his personality, I think, is more kind of a light-hearted. Uh, I won't say light-hearted, but he has a positive mental attitude, which he came to the planet with. He's he's recklessly kind of optimistic. Whereas That's, Kizzy was innocent and optimistic, or innocent and kind of, I'm going to marry this boy and we'll live here and we'll do this and we'll have a family. And she was innocent and naive, but I don't, I think she would have played by the rules as much as possible. And she was a little reckless with her reading and her writing knowledge, but he's, he feels there's something reckless in his nature, like, or maybe reckless isn't the right word, but he kind of is a showboater. Yes. And to me, that's what I'm like, I'm worried for him. Because of that aspect of yes. his personality. And I haven't seen episodes five, and so I don't know what happens. But um, that's well, the thing that I'm worried about with him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, now everybody's a Christian. Now everybody's a Christian. Christianity, there's even such, looked like a church picnic yes. to me, from my direct experience having attended church picnics. Yes. Uh, it's a good thing because he happens to be familiar with the entire Bible. Which, verse by verse. Verse by verse. And she could probably read it out loud to you if you asked. And, and yes. Since the arrival of Mr. Bennett, the promoter, um, he's brought along his driver, Sam, and there's been a couple of occasions where Sam has Sam's put the moves on Kizzy from the get-go. And they've had kind of an intense... He's beautiful. Do you see how beautiful Richard Roundtree just is? Those he's, big teeth. He's beautiful. And I think he's used to that charm working pretty well. And, and he, plus the power that he has. He just drives the heck onto the plantation mm-hmm. and is in this really great outfit. Yeah, he's got nice clothes. And he seems to be respected by uh, Mr. Bennett. He kind of is giving Kizzy a hard time. He, 
he tells her pride is a deadly sin and you're too young to die and um what else does he he <laughs> like plays up like listen i'm only in town a week don't you have a heart come on yeah give a brother a break give a brother a break and she says no one takes it uh, yeah no one no one takes it for free and you can't buy it cheap either. So basically, good. she knows her value. She knows good. her value, and uh, she's in a good just, way. Yes, and she <laughs> she's just not interested. But yeah, so then they're at the fair, and uh, we meet Angel, George's girlfriend, daughter of a preacher, kind of intended, but she's got some standards yes. too that she's looking forward to some. Metrics being met. Yes, and she's doing before it. she's fully on board. Right, like with she's, a marriage. She she is in. I think she's intrigued with his charm and charisma. Showboating is another way of saying it, but it it is charisma. Um, but uh, yeah, she's not a fool either. No, she's not. And uh, he's. He's performing, doing pretend services, and kind of mimicking the preacher, and ha, ha, ha. Yes, everybody thinks it's funny. Yeah. But she doesn't. No. <laughs> and uh, what do I have? Kizzy and Sam flirting. Don't talk about hurting white folks. Oh. She uh, she makes some comment to Sam about, oh, now I can't. Africa, because I have the word Africa written down, the name Africa, and I have literacy. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea, yeah. And I also wrote down valuable makeout time. Yeah. That's probably what you meant by I'm only here for a week. Yes. Well, he's, I mean, that's part of his ploy is like, listen. He, roll, he rolls up on plantations all over the South oh, with, that same, with that same Mac. You can have it all, but only for one week. This is a limited time offer. So don't call don't, now. Don't waste your time. That's right. Call now. While supplies last. While supplies last. But she, uh, so he finally gets in the door, literally and mm-hmm. figuratively, because he 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 tells her like, "You turn me away, I won't come. I, this is the last time. My ego is just too bruised. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go, and I can't come back." And she says, "All right, fine." Shuts the door. Sure. He turns around, then she opens the door and. Yes. And I'm glad she does. I'm glad she does, too. But Because here's my thing. Can, may I just say, Madge Sinclair, a beautiful actress. And when she married, well, when Belle married Kuta Kente, she would have been, didn't we decide she was up in her 30s, at least? Mm-hmm. That she was Even, older than him. She was older than, than he was. And that if she'd had kids, let's say she had them when she was 14. Mm-hmm. That she, How come when we get to Leslie Uggams, we're slapping all this bad makeup on her when, per my research, the actress was the same age that Kizzy would have been? Like mm. 33, 34 years of age. She was actually, the actress was actually the, actress, the same age as But they've Kizzy. all of a sudden got wrinkles and stuff. And well, 34 in 1977 versus 34 as a slave in 1824. But Belle, all I'm saying is that Belle didn't have all makeup smacked up on her face and yeah. that character yeah. was it at least the same age yeah. as the Leslie Algums. You're right. Maybe they character. got a new makeup artist in the fourth okay. episode. Maybe. It, it wasn't necessary. Leslie Algums, just... you can see her right now, folks, mm-hmm. in Deadpool. And she still yes. doesn't look <laughs> as wrinkled up as on her actual look. face as they made her look in this. So I had to say that. The same maybe, way you had to say the Buckingham Palace setting. Show, maybe they wanted to show us the, the stress of it. The stress of it, and Belle was in the kitchen, and Belle was a, an, a respected 
piece of property that led a maybe it was a little bit easier life. She wasn't outside in the elements. And she was on Dr. Reynolds' property for that period. She didn't start out there, but no. she was on Dr. Reynolds' property yeah, right. versus Tom Moore's property. Maybe. Life might have been much harder. New makeup than... artist is probably the better <laughs> idea. Yeah. Oh, the mysteries about. The mysteries. What about, why do I have this written down? Object lesson, read the use of the term fetch. Oh, she's not. She was not having that. Well, uh, that that comes a little bit later. So okay, sorry. No, but it's a great one. So the only thing that we're skipping over is Angel tell George Angel and the chickens, and Angel tells George to treat me right. I'm no dumb creature. Okay, good for mm-hmm. her. And then Kizzy and Sam uh, are in bed, and. She tells him her real name and about Africa Talk. And she yes, writes that's on what his, I have. Yeah, that's where I think your thing was. And writing on his chest, and I don't want harm to come to you from writing. And then he asks her, George is outside. Oh, George listens in outside the cabin and hears his mom in there with Sam. He turns the other way. But Kizzy gets out of bed. Sam is still in bed. He asks her to fetch him some water, and she says... I'm a slave enough in this life. I'm not going to be a slave in my own cabin, yes. in my own home, and uh, not with you. Good and for her. She says, You have to ask me for things. You don't tell me to fetch you anything, which I love her. And yes, then I she, love that part too. It's a powerful kind of statement that I think could still apply in many relationships. Yes. <laughs> to this day. Um, and then she tells him her story, and I lose everybody. And it makes me so sad. So sad. Yes. Um, okay, then we've got George and Kizzy. And he, George being, he's such a snot right now. I mean, he's just a young, he's a teenage guy. But he kind of asks, aren't you ashamed of yourself running around with the driver? And But then he says of, something else, too, doesn't he? After they finally have that conversation, he says, you have some happiness coming yes. to you. But at first he's kind of a little bit obstinate. Probably jealous. And then Sam approaches and it's the weirdest marriage proposal I think I've ever seen. <laughs> but my master said he'd buy me for you, buy you for me. So, wow. hey, how about it? And then she has to choose between Sam, her lover, or George, her son. Mm-hmm. And that's when George George gets it and says, "Yeah, you got some happiness coming to you in this life." So yes. he gets it. He get, I was too busy worried about the makeup. To, I remember that part, but I didn't write that part down. I got on a little bunny trail with the makeup. With the makeup. Well, the makeup, that was a good thing to, to well, observe. Just, uh, you got some happiness coming to you. In this life. Oh, boy. And who shows up? Stupid Tom Moore. Icky Tom Moore. Icky Tom Moore. Shows up. I wrote gross in all capital letters. Before he does that, though, there's Moore and Bennett finish up a dinner that Moore's wife prepares. Oh, yes. And Moore makes a play, or Bennett makes a play for, well, as long as I'm taking Kizzy for my driver, why don't I take George with me? And no, that's that deal isn't going to go down. And then Moore offers Bennett a slave girl to finish off his dinner. Would mm-hmm. you like someone? And, like a cigar and yeah, brandy. Yeah, why don't I send a girl to your quarters? And, and He's like, no thanks. No thanks. Um, and then Moore, so he leaves, and Moore tells his wife he's taking a walk. And his wife 
It's like, you uh-huh. What, do you remember what she says to him? I don't, but I just remember her. Like, it was the functional equivalent of an eye roll. Uh-huh. It was like another one of your walks. Mm-hmm. Like, she... she that she ain't no fool. She's not a dummy. She yeah. knows exactly where he's going. Yeah. What does she say? She just tells him, um, be careful out there. Don't catch anything. There's a nip in the air. But basically, like, you, I can't stop you. Do what you want, but just don't bring anything back into my house. And then Moore goes straight to Kizzy's cabin, and I just wrote, oh, shit. Yes. Because I thought for sure she was going to kill him. Well, I thought that was what I like my, that idea. I like that idea too. But that I'm glad that's, that's not what we got to see. No, and I'm glad that's not what happened because she would not have survived. I mean, that yes. would have been the end of Kizzy's Back to story. Survival. And my favorite part, ironic favorite part, is that this is sort of because he's so magnanimous and has agreed to let her, let go. her go. That well, he's got to come and say goodbye. Mm. He, she somehow owes him this because of what he's mm-hmm. agreed one, one to. More, one more role for for the, the oh. favor I've done you. Um, now then, and then she kind of resists and he slaps her. Just one more reminder. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's just he is. Uh, he's pretty awful. Yes. Then we've got Sam and Kizzy driving. They're going to the Reynolds plantation. And they go oh, and yes. they go back and it, it, it's kind of a side trip because they get in trouble for coming back yes, late. Yes, she talks him into there. it. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, okay." But she's like, I "And they swing by, and I haven't been over, and so they find Kuta Kente's grave. He's died eighteen years ago, or I two mean, years. It's, it's eighteen years ago. He died two years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then what? Well, I Mama I Bell had been sold away to a traveling slaver, and now I'm wondering what that is. Is that yeah. somebody like these bounty hunters? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't What's sound. What's a travel? What the heck is a traveling slaver? I don't know. We should probably do some research because it sounded like her fate was really pretty awful. Right. Like, it didn't. Sound... After all, you would think after she survived all that, what could she possibly? Did she just say, "Screw it, I'm not going to be a good slave anymore and just go or off maybe the rails"? Reynolds and died, and he ran out of money or whatever, and he had no no choice but to sell her for the best price he could get. Who knows? Um, and she then she was sold off. I have Kumbe belongs, Belongo means river, or Kambe Belongo mm-hmm. means river. Um, and river being a really common image for crossing over into the afterlife, right. into the next dimension, whether it's, is it the Greeks with the river Styx, mm-hmm. the Jordan in the Judeo-Christian right. tradition. So, and then when we first started out on our roots, journey the, the the crossing that gigantic river right which was actually the atlantic ocean right now at the grave she must this must be something kizzy says because i'm not remembering your dreams will not die i'll teach them oh so she's telling toby don't you worry i had my sorrow but i also had my joy and i'm going to have more kids and your dreams aren't going to die with me. I'll teach them, and one day we'll be free. Yes. And uh, and then but she crosses out Toby. Toby and, and writes, puts Kunta Kinte because she can write. Because she can write. Damn it! And mm-hmm. I'm so, and I put a big check mark and a happy Yay. face next to that. <laughs> so George Hamilton, it's he's drunk. Is George Hamilton drunk when they get back? I don't, I don't know. know I was a little confused and maybe I couldn't hear the convo. I have a question mark also. But he gets back there and I think this is kind of a key turning point, particularly 
because of the the pride that Kizzy has mm-hmm. in her identity mm-hmm. as an African woman. Mm-hmm. They're late getting back, mm-hmm. and, and she's, made an, yeah. yeah, and she she sees Sam begging, yeah, emasculated and begging for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when all of the attraction just goes. If it was ever completely there, it's gone. I think she lost respect for him when she saw that. And I think that, um, you know, again, everyone does what they have to do to survive. I mean, this is his. I'm absolutely not judging Sam Bennett. This is how he got a great outfit and got to drive all over the South with George Hamilton. Yeah, but Kizzy. But it's not going to work for Kizzy. It's not going to work for Kizzy. And. He knew that Moore raped her that night and didn't mm-hmm. and, and fight, get in, get an attitude, and, make a face, didn't do anything about it. And she says, basically, you didn't have to do anything. Like, kind of like, we know there's nothing either of us could have really done to stop that, but you could have cared. You could have mentioned mm-hmm. it. You could have asked me if I was okay. You could have shown We could have fantasized together about the revenge we could get if we weren't in this situation. Right. But the, he... he he hasn't even been able to allow himself that much. No, he's he's in chains. He's in bondage in it, his head, yes. in his mind, and she is still free. In like, in there's her mind. an element of freedom in her mind still. And mm-hmm. from um, Kunta Kinte telling her who she was. Exactly, and and Sam tells her that her, you know I have grief too. It's just that my grief isn't as big as yours is. That's all. Okay. okay. Well, well, all right. Then we're not a grief. match. Yeah. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Get back on. Uh, North Carolina Slaves Match.com. Exactly. Find, find you'll be, you'll just roll onto some other plantation yeah. and find some other woman and you'll be fine. Yes. And we we kind of wrap up with on the birds and Master Moore and George and this cockfighting business. And mm-hmm. he gets his hat that he so there's Yes, with a feather, special yes. feather in it. Yes. And um well, it's it's kind of sad to watch the more tell the older gentleman like I'm sorry, but like you, you can stay here and like kind of look after whatever. But this is my new guy. Yes, he's young. He's got the charisma. He's the one. The future is him, not you. Mm-hmm. Um. So he so the guy hands off the hat, which is a, kind of a touching moment. But I have a note that says Sam wasn't like us. Nobody told him where he came from. Did yes. Kizzy say that to George? That would be an appropriate person to say like... it to George because I'm sure she's tried, even with George's personality, to pass along what her father taught her right. about who they were. And you and you remember from kind of when we first meet George, all he remembers about Kunta Kinte is that he that he was always trying to escape and failing mm-hmm. and that he was hobbled and crippled. And yes. I'm not like, I'm not a fool kind of slave like that. I've got a smart plan. Yeah. And his smart plan is to earn the money right. through his chicken training skills right. to earn money with which to buy his freedom. And then right. he says he can keep looking straight ahead mm-hmm. and he won't have to be looking over his shoulder. Right. He's not going to be running. No running. And she just warns him, don't believe everything the master <laughs> tells you. That's a plan. Yeah, but it's a good plan. It's a good plan. But she's been disappointed. Maybe not as much as her mother, but in her own way, just disappointed in uh, the follow-through, the promises that people make you. Yes. Boy, um, huh, we have a couple more episodes, right? I know. We do. They're, according to my DVDs, I have two more episodes. Five as and do six. I. 
per my Amazon oh, good. So access. They, so they haven't like completely like combined things. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, mm-hmm. when we the next time we watch them and take notes and yeah. do two more episodes. So I thought this one, the thing I found really interesting about this episode was, um, well, just that we really had the POV of a of a woman's experience. You're and right. That was a different point of view. I mean, we saw this episode. Bell some things. We learned this and that, but. But really, this was this was all Kizzy's story, and and her experience, and and it's it's just as brutal and and just as devastating as the the male experience. And I really was sad when we found the grave. Like, oh, we're not going to yes. see Kunta Kinte anymore. But to even be able to get find your way back to the plantation, get a ride back to the plantation, and to be able to, to- mark that. Grave with to his visit real name. The, yeah, to visit the grave, to say those words. Mm-hmm. As we know from Belle's experience and the experience of thousands and mm-hmm. tens of thousands of other slaves, they just never saw that person again, alive or dead. Right. So there we are. End there of episode four. Yes, we are. Embarking, looking straight ahead, not looking not back. running and not looking over our shoulder. Not looking over our shoulders for episode five. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I am too. I really don't have any recollection. We've now hit the the end of my whatever knowledge remains from the 70s of this series. Same here. All The best I can remember is that Chicken George becomes, especially with our arithmetic mm-hmm. <laughs> of what year it is, mm-hmm. Chicken George becomes the first member of this family to be officially freed mm. with the end of the Civil War. So, because we've done the math on what year it is, right? We're in the 1860s. No, we're we're not. But oh, I'm sorry, 1824. But he lives. Remember, he's just 18. Yeah, so he could live 1824. Easily live another 50. Well, not easily, but he could live another 50 some years. Yeah, so we do some real 40-ish years. He Mm -hmm. will be alive Mm -hmm. and ready have the opportunity to be free. Freed. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. See you next time, Liz. See you next time, Tanya. Bye. Bye.